Hello everyone and welcome back or welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. What's happening this week? Never mind what's happening this week because first things first, go follow the social medias, especially the Facebook group. Because on there you can tell us what you think of this week's movie and then get your name read out on a podcast. And who doesn't want their name read out on a podcast listened to by upwards of 30 people? I mean, come on. Anyway... This week's episode, uh, two friends talk horror movies, and um, I try to pretend like they they want me there. No, not really, but uh, we do have Tia, who's old friends of Matt, and uh, we talk about Lake Placid, because in her episode, she told me a story of remembering seeing the case and thinking, look at this guy, um, so we brought her on to talk about it, Um so yeah, off you go, you know. Don't go swimming on a full stomach because you might get cramp. And then you get eaten, maybe. I don't know. Where's that bloody music? Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast, a weekly horror movie podcast, no less. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Aloha. Aloha. Well, it makes me feel like I'm in some sort of Hawaiian. Uh, uh, totally tropical. I feel, oh, pass me a can of lilt. Anyway, as you know, we normally have, uh, uh, we normally do whatever we want. Sometimes we have a guest, sometimes we don't. This week we do, we have a returning guest in Tia. Hello, Tia. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. That's, is that Mr. Burns? That's like Mr. Burns. <laughs> you know, that was the, uh, when Edison, in, well, quotation marks, invented the form. That was what the greeting was supposed to be. Well, I feel like my life would have taken a very different path that had been maybe a better path yeah hello was the uh was like an abrupt sound like you know like, hello hello what have we here you know like coppers mm-hmm. and that yeah that, that was supposed to be like a, an abrupt sort of questioning greeting i was gonna say this is fun and educational and i trust matt because he's a doctor yeah. <laughs> of course doctor and now historian yeah all I like it how this is the thing that stuck. <laughs> you know, you, you... Eventually, I'm going to be on a plane, and there's just going to be like someone that's listened to the podcast. And I'm going to have to perform CPR on someone. Yeah, really, very... the level of my medical training extends as far as a St. John's ambulance course in the afternoon one day. Well, as long as you can do mouth to mouth, we're away. Um, right. Well, let's start off with the old. Would you rather, which I believe Tira's would you rather brought with her? I have. Um, this is an old one. Um, I used to do all the time when back in day when I did would you rather with my friends, um, but it's horror movie appropriate. Yeah, would you rather be killed by an alien or a predator? Ah. Hmm. I know. Is there any choice to survive? <laughs> No, of course not. 
Oh. Now, uh, in in this scenario, I will specify that the predator will skin you alive. I know they don't always do that, but this, you know. I'm going, well, yeah, that's, that, that takes you straight to Alien then. There's, there's no way I'm sitting through that. Yeah. Can I, in the Alien, can I opt to be face-huggered and chest-bursted? It, it has to be chest-burst, yeah. Oh, um, I'll take the chest-burst. Yeah, I mean, at least it's quick, I would say. Um, yeah, and if you, but... if you John Hurt, you get to eat your dinner while it happens, so that's, <laughs> yeah. A mouthful of mashed potato and a chest burster sounds like a good way to go. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, and just, I just don't want to. I just don't want to take that skinning. No, that's the thing. And I, I was reading they they skin them alive as they're like easy kills, and I definitely would be like, I'm not. <laughs> no oh yeah, like yeah, the but... amount of times I've been watching horror films and I just get to a point where I just lie down, and just, go, just just take me. I can't be <laughs> asked anymore. <laughs> I, when I was watching The Walking Dead, I was like, oh, man, I'd be screwed in a zombie apocalypse. I don't drive. It's just, that's it. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to get away. I mean, I know there are other modes of transport, but... Also, laws go out of the window, so you don't need to worry about the pesky license. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, but you still need some basic understanding of how a car works. <laughs> when, when I was learning, it never actually passed, but um, I learned for a bit and I was like, great, I now know enough to survive an apocalypse i can't legally drive but i've got both skills so. yeah if you, if you get a an automatic car they're basically just go-karts that was what i learned yeah just mario kart it. <laughs> yeah. you'll be fine you'll survive what an apocalypse or driving because driving's a no but <laughs> anyway. I'll, I'll drive to you i'll pick you up okay you better hurry um I feel like we have digressed slightly from the question. Well, that's what the that's what the would you rather is about. It's all about creating. Oh, I see. Sneakily creating banter. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't force it. See, we we considered yeah. forcing it, but then nobody knew what to say. But now we've done this, the banter just comes out. We're conniving. We're sneaking. Conniving. Yeah. Sneaky little sausages. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's much easier than getting real conversational skills. Yeah. I mean, if you do ever find any, let me know. I feel yeah. like I was supposed to attack myself there. <laughs> Very much came out as an attack on you. <laughs> so, I can take it. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, I've got no conversational skills or speaking skills. Or any skills. Well, whatever I have is contagious. <laughs> anyway, have, have, did we all choose Alien? We all chose Alien. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd have to go Alien as well. But although, I mean, yeah, it's only a few seconds, but the thought of something like crawling under my skin does, oh, yeah. that's a hard one for me. Yeah, but is it better something crawling under your skin or a knife just passing under your skin, cutting the skin off? Yeah, it's definitely alien. That's it's not it's not even a question, really, is it? Hmm. I don't I don't know if I want to change my mind just to be contrary, if that's the right word. I think I think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm sticking with it as long as I can be eating mashed potato and 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 
and la- laughing at a stupid joke that someone told. <laughs> my, uh, I want to go the John Hurt way. Yeah. That's I think a more way. interesting one I read was, would you rather um, have an alien or a predator defend you? It's like, hmm. Now that's, oh, that's a question. But. I think that I goes. Think I think that goes the other way. It definitely, if it was a one-on-one, then definitely that you want the predator. That's his job. Yeah, aliens are hard to kill, though. It's just one, though. I reckon a predator could take down one alien. Hmm. Didn't they make this movie? <laughs> if not, we should patent it right now. Yeah, no, I don't think they've ever made Alien versus Predator. Don't. Don't worry about that. Oh, maybe Not sure they're... about the title. Maybe they have. Maybe they have. Actually, Rick, Rick, uh, like, uh, let's get off that. Um, <laughs> lovely. Like, we might end up talking ourselves into covering it. Yeah, no, we won't ever talk ourselves. Well, we might do. Someone else might choose it. Um, so um, I'm going to hand everything over to Matthew. Now I'm going to hand the reins over. He's going to do some questions with Tia. Well, I'll stick my oar in. Um, and the movie and everything. So go, go mental. Ow, I've hurt myself. Right. So, yeah, I think you've actually done all the questions before, haven't you? So that was, you, you've got sort of the, the second round ones now. I have. You were the first. So. Tia was the first to answer all the, all the new questions. I was. Some kind of prodigy. Well, you're going to be among the first to answer the second batch. Certainly some of these questions, because I don't even think we've done some of these yet. So, no, I think there's there's two that we've not touched yet. Oh, Christ, that's a lot of pressure. Okay. Yeah, you're setting the tone. Right, so let's go in then for one that we have done, that we've established there is a correct answer as well, so even more pressure. So what is the best remake Oh, that's fine, because uh, I'm, I'm not going to live up to a correct answer here. You remember when I was on last time, Mark, and I confessed that I'd never seen a whole franchise? Mm-hmm. Well, another confession. I don't think I've seen any originals and remakes of horror films. So there are films that happen to be remakes that I like, but I can't, you know, judge them on their remake value, <laughs> which mm, is really unhelpful. What have you seen that is a remake that you haven't seen the original of? Uh, it, The Thing, um, which I love both of. Uh, I put Little Shop of Horrors as well. Um, probably a lot. But, um, yeah, uh, the... What... I mean, if I, if I had to pick from your selections, I'd probably say It with... Little Shop, very close behind. Yeah. I really like The Little Shop of Horrors um, with Rick Moranis. Yeah, it's a great, great film. I'd say it's better than the original. The, the original's got a very dark ending, though, hasn't it? Right. The original is just a little bit... I think it's hamstrung by the time, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but it's... Yeah, it lacks uh, a certain charm required to pull it off. Yeah. Well, the yeah, Rick Moranis one certainly has enough charm. Yeah, so, I, you know, it's... It's it's half an answer. 
I think it's fair. You've chosen a remake. Um, so, you know, and if anything, it, it might get people to go watch Little Shop. Um, but the, the It remake, I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia fans who think that the original was better and it, it just isn't. It just isn't better. <laughs> there you go. You heard uh, it here first, guys. No, Tim Curry is, is great in it. But apart from that, there's just not much else to really like about it. Yes, I like the 90s version. I've got it on DVD. I think it's great. I think um, but getting into it, that that movie's suffers the same problems as the new movies, which is that the kids are uh, infinitely more interesting than the adults. Um, I don't know. In the 90s one, the uh, Bill had that ponytail. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot weigh in on this. (laughs) I actually remember Bill's ponytail and this little thing he does when him and... uh, Is it Stanley? Not Stanley. Uh, Mike. Where him and Mike are riding the bike around. He does this weird little hand gesture thing, which works great for an audio format. (laughs) Without our cameras on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because we all got the memo about the blue snowball mic. We could have shaved them off. But... Oh, we're not doing ads here. No, <laughs> they, we, they only get mentioned once you start giving us money for this. Hey, I'm on commission here. We're all rocking the blue snowball. Whoa, <laughs> exciting times. I'm filthy when you say it like that. Oh, <laughs> apologies. So, no, I don't apologize. Well, before we uh, get too much into corporate dealings, let's <laughs> let's jump into the next one then. All right. Uh, so uh, we're going to do the best score. Okay, I actually have some answers for this. Um, so you guys had said Jaws, which I would say is one of the correct answers for this question. I mean, it's amazing and obviously mm. so iconic. But I think uh, the other one I've got to say is Psycho. And if we're talking iconic... That's the ultimate, right? Why do you sound dubious, Mark? I need to know. Um, well, I mean, obviously, it's got that iconic bit in it. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think what the actual rest of the soundtrack is. I think if I heard it, I'd go, oh, that's psycho. Um, the, the other piece that uh, I remember quite vividly is the drive to the Bates Motel. Yeah. yeah, the other the other classic bit. But I, I think for the shower scene, like if we're counting that as score, which I would, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just just sure. awesome. But I did also write down like so that I think is one of the best. But in terms of scores, I actually like to listen to because I have a playlist of like film soundtracks. Really love the Saw music, and really love the Gremlins music. Uh yeah, the Gremlins rag is pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good one. I have that on my playlist. Well, I have a horror movie essentials playlist, so um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, again, I don't remember Saw too much. So apart from oh, sort of the last bit, music. So the last bit where he closed the door. Yeah, but it, yeah. it it's got a really great build to it as well. I want to say violins. I've not, you know, I've not watched that film for years, so I should probably, uh, I should probably go back 
Mm. And in keeping with tradition of the podcast, just the first one. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um. Right. So on to the next one then. So this is one of the new ones, I think. I'm pretty sure it is. Has to be. What is the best jump scare? Um, again, these questions made me realise how many horror movies I haven't seen. So I, I'm not going to say this is the best, but one that comes to mind, and I know Mark's going to hate this because he hated the film, but the film I brought last time or the first time was What Lies Beneath. And there's just this moment in it that always stuck with me um, when she's looking through binoculars at her neighbour's window. And it's like, you know, the shots keep going from view to view and it's there's nothing there and then suddenly he's there and it's it's very reminiscent of rear window and it's just one of those jump scares where you completely know it's coming like every time there's a mirror in a horror film or someone opens a cupboard door or something and it blocks the shot but it still gets you anyway and I love that um so yeah it's just one that stuck with me just to Inter- interfere with that one a bit. I'm really sick now with all the films that keep putting a fridge in just so that they can close <laughs> the door and not have something behind it. Oh yeah, the new Scream did it, didn't it? It did it like yeah, once, it a few one times too many out. times. Like, oh, I get it, right? It's a trope, and you're not doing the trope, but you're showing us the trope just to show that you're not doing the trope. <laughs> yeah. Look Stop how it. clever we are. One day um, there is going to be someone behind the fridge. I'm going to be scared all over again. Yeah. I also, um, I did put Jaws, but not the scuba diving bit. When I went to see it in 3D um, recently, um, when he's leaning over the boat and tying the rope uh, when Bruce comes out, I'm calling him Bruce because the mechanical shark was called Bruce. But when he pops up, I physically jumped, which is like, I don't often do that. Um, and even though I knew it was coming, I've seen it so many times, but. Yeah, it's a good. That's, that's a, a good jump scare. That one. Yeah, it is a it yeah. is a good one. And again, like you know, it's coming. Like, you know, yeah. sooner or later that's coming. But yeah. When yeah. we when we came out of this screen a few weeks ago, we were actually debating which of the two was better for it. Because they are they are both very very good. They are. I think. Um, oh, I'm not going. I don't let me get into jaws. Um, <laughs> But as far as what lies beneath, as I, as I recall, that is quite a good jump scare. And, um, you know, and as far as my opinion on it is concerned, it's moot, really, because it's these are your choices. So Yeah, but I got the first ship rating. Don't take that away from me. That's that's a badge of honour. You did. You did. That was before the U. <laughs> it's spookies. Yeah. Um, but I'm not I'll still give it. I'm still going to give it a shit now because even, <laughs> even when I, I see it, it was on Disney Plus, I think. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Not that funny. <laughs> But it's special to me because I got to meet you through it. So there you go. Oh, or or I, met Matthew, I met you through Matthew. So Matthew's that special to me too. Oh. I'm special to everyone I've ever met. <laughs> oh. Okay. Look, someone's got to say nice things about themselves on this pod. Well, it's not going to be me or Mark, Christ. Exactly. <laughs> so... On that uh, that note, I could leave you both stewing in your awkwardness, or we can jump on to the next question. Um, so, I mean, I'm pretty used to the stewing in awkwardness. Okay, let's just so. sit quietly for the next few seconds. Then, <laughs> and just... 
I was just thinking about uh, the first time I remember meeting you. I just gave you the middle finger. So that was nice. Like, he hadn't done anything wrong, just to be clear. He just tried to jump the queue and get him feedback for an essay. <laughs> well, it's no. these times where you uh, say that I remember things that you don't. <laughs> Do you not? It was for Dave D. We had to get feedback for an essay and you hadn't made an appointment and you asked if you could cut in front and I said no and just put my middle finger up and went in. <laughs> it's just so rude. That's that's my memory of uh, our meeting. I can't even think of a cause why you would be late for that. But okay, take your word for it. I mean, I don't think I was late. I just think you were trying to jump in between appointments. I was a bad boy around campus. (laughs) Sounds like it. There's some nice backstory for everyone. Leather jacket, jumping cues, (laughs) the whole thing. Oh, I don't know. Sunglasses. Does that make you a bad boy? It sort of does, doesn't it? In the movies? In the 80s, yes. Sunglasses inside. With veered, with veered away. <laughs> Drastically. What, what is the best opening sequence? I should have started. Um, this should have been the first question, really, shouldn't I? Thematically, it would be much better. You missed a trick. Mark, sort it. it out editing. <laughs> uh, so my first instinct, again, was sore because it made such an impact on me in terms of having no preamble like just bam you're in the film mm. the action but i think it would be really pinpoint uh, really difficult to pinpoint where that stops being an opening because that's just like it dives straight in and then it's not like it then pauses it's just quite like it carries on um so another one came to mind a film called the hole which uh, I used to watch a lot when I was younger and it really used to fuck with my head, so I haven't watched it in years. I Is that one with Kira Knightley in? Yeah, Kira Knightley and Flora Birch from 2001. I don't... I don't Everyone's favourite fascist, Lawrence Fox. Yay! <laughs> but yeah, it's got it's got a good opening. I, I re-watched it. Um, it was basically like the film is about four teenagers who skip a school field trip and go into an underground bunker and then get locked in there and shit gets real um but it opens with Fora Birch just uh let's say looking a bit worse to wear just wandering through this town with like missing posters everywhere of her and these other kids and then um she goes into a church and and grabs a phone's emergency services and just screams down the phone so it's quite a chilling opening but it also it does all of those great things that a film should do where it, like, it doesn't even have any dialogue but you're just like you've got a million questions straight away you're like who is she what's happened to her why is she missing etc so yeah i just think it's a strong opening yeah i've seen that but i don't remember that opening sequence but you sold it to me i'm gonna have to watch that movie again well when i was looking into it it doesn't have a great audience score so on rotten tomatoes so it might be shit um that would be Typical of me. <laughs> I'm sure I remember at the time the hole was one of those movies that people talked about that they were, oh, you've got to see this. It's it'll it'll fuck you up. Yeah, well, it, it, I found it really mentally disturbing. I think, um, which is yeah. why I probably haven't gone back to it. But talking of Thora Birch, we I watched a film the other day that she was in, um, called Thirteen Minutes. Going on thirty. No. <laughs> 
no, it's 13 minutes. And I was sat watching it and we were going, that woman looks like Thora Birch. We looked it up and it, it was her. So that's why she looks like her. It's, about, it's about a tornado. Um, <laughs> but I think I'd been watching it for about an hour and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, is the tornado literally going to be 13 minutes worth of this film? And it was. Well, you sold that to me, so. No, it was it it was awful, really bad. Good awful or just awful awful? Uh, watchable, I suppose. Okay. It's not a horror movie, so I shouldn't have even mentioned it. But when you <gasps> said when you said Thora Birch, it made me made me remember my thing of going. That looks like Thora Birch. Oh, that's why it looks like her because it is in fact her. I can't believe you went off horror when Matt and I have been nothing but on point so far. Okay, I'll mention another just to keep it going. She was also <laughs> in Dungeons and Dragons. And, and American Beauty. I watched that the other day too. Oh, come on. Now we've all got to find another one now. American Beauty, is that sort of horror? No, not really. It's a bit weird though, isn't it? I've never seen it. We're not really supposed to talk about Kevin Spacey anymore, are we? Yeah, better? it's kind of hard to now, I guess. So we better we better keep we better keep dumb on that one. Okay. <laughs> well. So, well, like Kevin Spacey hanging in the air for a while. No, we, uh, who, well, so this is the last of the questions. Uh, who are the best protagonist and antagonist in uh, your opinion? Um, I don't have an antagonist answer, but I wanted to give a shout out to Clarice Starling. I know you obviously mentioned Hannibal Lecter, as protagonist and antagonist, which is a great answer. But I feel like Clarice is a pretty awesome character. Um, very Absolutely. Um, also, when I rewatched it recently, I love that she's she's not overly sexualized. Like she's sexualized by a couple of the men in the film, but in terms of the filmmaking, she's not. And it's it was it's just really refreshing. Like particularly particularly for the time period. Um, and she's just a really, really kick-ass um, female lead. Um, so, yeah, that'd be my choice. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that one. That's uh, that's a good a good shout. Yeah, I uh, I support that call too. Yeah, I mean, you you guys would look like arseholes if you didn't, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you could have said something like obviously dappy, but... You didn't. It's not as bad as someone as giving someone the middle finger the first time you meet them. It's... I did it with a smile, I think. Um, I don't know if that helps. <laughs> Feels worse. I mean, it's led, it's led to 12 years of friendship, so it was obviously the right tack for that. I had a, I had a segue all lined up, and, and it's, been, it's been trampled all over. <laughs> So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead with it anyway. All right. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna battle on. <laughs> so I want. It's funny you should say Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> so recently, I've uh, I read a book by film producer Mike Medavoy, and he was, uh, well, still is a film producer, and he's had a hand in in hundreds and hundreds of films. And he reckons, he says about 300, and he reckons he's done 100 great ones, and one of them 
uh, that he talks at length about in his book is Silence of the Lambs. And he reckons he's done about 100 good ones and then 100 for which he should be shot. And one of those is Lake Placid. My God, the smoothness of that segue. Can I just say, Matt, that was, that was something. Well, what we're here to discern is whether it should be shot for or not. <laughs> I'm going to say no, because you shouldn't really be shot for making a film. No. Right then, so Lake Placid from 1999. So directed by Steve Miner, written by David E. Kelly, and featuring a cast of Bridget Fonda as Kelly Scott, Bill Pullman as Jack Wells, Oliver Platt as Hector, Brendan Gleeson as Sheriff Hank, and Betty White as Dolores Bickerman. And it had a budget of $27 million and grossed about 57 so a decent, uh, decent profit on that one. Um, right, yes, so we'll get into a little bit of plot. And it's basically, you know, Jaws, it's just mm. that, but with a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, it's very, uh, very but without similar. all the interesting political stuff. It even has the crocodile killing people in a very similar way to Jaws, even though it doesn't make any sense. Yes, very true. Um, so whose first time was this? Anybody's? This was mine. And Matt's first time watching this film um, because we both, I know, I think I talked about um, every time I went to Blockbuster as a kid, I saw the Lake Placid video and loved the front cover and was like, oh, thought it was terrifying. Big fucking croc. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I hope I'm brave enough to watch this. And then I never was. Um, and Matt said he had the, the same thing in Blockbuster. So we were like, let's watch it together. This is going to be great. Um and it, I, th- I think it's fair to say it's proof that 20 years of expectation is never a good thing. So you don't like it that much then? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, well, let's let's come to that in a, towards the end, I think. Because I think we're going to savage this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to... I mean, I... I... I'd, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna put my cards out and say that I really like this movie. It's one of my no, I wouldn't say one of my favorites, but as far as um, like stupid monster movies goes, I think it's pretty good. Um, so you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Right. So I'm I'm gonna start with then what I, I do like about it, and uh, um, it's. A very short list, <laughs> but I, I think that the the crocodiles in it look pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I agree look, with that. Don't look anywhere near as big as he did in the poster. So I mean that that was a little bit of an upset. Mm-hmm. But they they do look big and they're big and scary and you, know, you you can buy that the munching down cows and stuff. And oh yeah, that's it. That's the end of the. <laughs> list of likes no there's no you're forgetting one important no there's a a couple more (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's when you're making a monster movie it's important that you get the monster right if you're showing it or hide it if you're not and 
I kind of think they get they get a bit of both in this because you don't see all, all that much of it. Uh, it's just probably because it it's not a, an enormous budget for the film. So when you do see it, I think they've they've spent the time and the money making it look good. Mm, yeah, and they certainly do that. Yeah, I mean, I ha- I have to agree with you there. I think I think that this is just age. Um, but whenever you get a CGI one, it doesn't look great. Um, but um, the practical one, the actual crocodile puppet, is just is spot on. Um, that that has aged. Well, it hasn't really aged. It looks it looks like a giant crocodile. Yeah, I think the blend of them is is quite good as well. They, they get sort of that that mix quite you know quite right as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I yes, mean, I, I'm I'm starting off with something nice. <laughs> Shall we do something that we don't like then next? Yeah, let's make it a shit sandwich. You guys love sandwiches here, <laughs> right? Brendan Gleeson's accent then. Yeah, that's uh, much much like my conversational skills here, all over the fucking place. Well, he's Irish, isn't he? Really, I you know. <laughs> he's just being Irish. He is, but he's not supposed to be. <laughs> he's no. not trying to be. No, he's not trying. He's not trying to be. But I feel like he showed up and they went, yeah, "This is the character you're playing, Sheriff Hank," and he's just like, "Hey, whatever, fucking, I just play it like this." Uh, but not, he's not as Irish as that. He's, he's one of the finest <laughs> actors Ireland's ever produced. Why just let it be Irish? Stop trying to make him be an American. <laughs> I can I can believe that an Irishman emigrated and is living in Maine and has become a policeman. <laughs> Out of all the things happening in that movie, that wouldn't be that strange. No, yeah, it is a bit of a weird one that they do that, but I do. Uh, I still I, I I don't mind it. It doesn't really it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, I sort of enjoy. The thing with this movie is to keep going forward is a lot of the characters in this are so oddly developed that it's hard to get a handle on whether you like anybody or not. I only um, liked one character in the film. Like with Sheriff Hank, for example, I sort of like the fact that he doesn't enjoy sarcasm and, and that become that becomes a bit of a thing. But then at some point in the opening, he's a bit of a lech and it's like, Oh, do I, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, <laughs> And for example, yeah, the, the film struggles a lot with sexism, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it does. As someone who just picked Clarice Starling for the reasons I picked her, the female characters in this film <laughs> were not ideal. Uh, yeah, the the, the female characters, characters. Of, yeah, the vain, shallow, pathetic. Offer <laughs> men uh, sex just to get them not to go and fight a crocodile. I mean, yeah, they they are are letched at and enjoy it as well. <laughs> Which I mean, if that is the case, then all power to them. But I think, yeah, that's sort of unfortunately typical of the time, really. But even Bridget Fonda's current character is very like it's again. She sort of starts off relatively likable, um, and then and you can understand why she's bitchy, but then it's like. 
if you don't if you don't mind me saying, like her, who's supposed to be the main character, and Bill Pullman as Jack, sort of melt into nothing, and they don't become anything worth being on screen for. Um, especially Bill Pullman, who doesn't just just seems to be. I hate the fact that I'm ragging on this because I really <laughs> like it. But oh, I we didn't... knew we'd win you over. No, you're not winning me over because for me everything everything in it that i enjoy which is the monster and you know the killing and i think oliver platt's good as hector i i i like him um i think that's there's there's a big problem with the characters which is especially where bill pullman suffers is that everyone is written to be a wisecracker right yeah yeah it's like everyone's just trying to, to get in this this scathing take down line but the script's so bad they just they can't do it because they're either make themselves look like idiots or just mean mm-hmm. like, there was a bit with oliver platt where he's like oh you think oh he's this, this funny eccentric guy and he's just being really mean to brendan gleason you think that's just it's just bad there, there, there is only there is only one woman who manages to make anything happen out of this script yeah. and it's yeah. betty white yeah betty white is the saving grace of this film and i'll exclude her from the non-existent yeah people. any anytime we criticize an actor or you know writing betty white is excused from this. <laughs> yeah but somehow she gets away with calling the guys cocksuckers but, but it also has the best line in the film and one of my favorite lines from a film ever which uh, was it, was it, um, if I had a cock, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. <laughs> Just the thing about... I'm so on the opposite with you two on this one because I, do, I don't mind Betty White's character, but it feels like there's a bit of, oh, look, Betty White swearing. What do you think of that? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Oh, so, man. I love isn't that, that this, like... Like Betty White's had a long career of doing this sort of thing, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't recall another time having seen Betty White swear, but I, I might be, I might be wrong. But um, it's a bit over sweary to the point where it's. I mean, obviously, she is a sort of joke comedy relief character. You know, that's what she's there for. Um, but uh, I don't know. Weird. <laughs> I'm I'm having difficulties with this because it is a film that I like, and yet I can find a whole heap of things that I don't like about it. Um, but there's in a, the um, yeah, I'm just going to end up keep repeating myself, which is that I like to say I really like the monster. Um, and characters wise, actually, um, I think that they managed to just about get. Sheriff and Hank and Hector, or should I say Brendan Gleeson and Oliver Platt, to form a friendship that seems like it does just about form naturally. Um, Because they do obviously start off hating each other, but I think there is the sort of just general build of, yeah, all right, fine. (laughs) Uh, Is They spend the whole time bickering with each other. Yeah. But at the end of it, it just seems to have been like, we've got the thing, it's done, so we're friends now. 
And it, it's the, the, the exact same as what Bridget Fonda and Bill Pullman do as well, because no point do you think, oh, yeah, there's a spark there. That's true. That's true. I just but think... at the end of it, it's just like, man must have woman. Woman can only be vital in film if she is love interest. Yes, it's sort of shoehorned in, isn't it? And yeah, character. Well, characters-wise, we've already we, we've said, and we're just going to go over all ground. But it, it nobody does anything particularly of use. Um, Hector does. No, but I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> He's basically uh, his of use is just money. Yeah, and there are. I mean, there are bits that I don't know. You probably didn't like that i do like where gleason keeps getting caught in the traps which i yeah that was a a, a nice recurring motif yeah yeah that's good i enjoyed that there's a bit where um hector's claiming to know karate and gets punched in the face for his troubles which followed up with the line with aren't you supposed to say start in karate which i enjoy I actually really liked, um, obviously he has the whole bit where he says he worships crocodiles and then he, when he gets in the water with it and he's like, it's all right, I got this. And then he looks at it, he's like, nope, this one's different. I was wrong. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that, even though it's ridiculous. I mm. think though with these these things that we're, we're talking about here, this is where like the cast get to do these little bits because it's a great cast. Like every yeah. actor in it has done very good stuff elsewhere uh especially oliver platt i think oliver platt i, I was so disappointed with it because i always love seeing him in everything mm. uh he's criminally underused actually as brendan gleason I, i'm tipping for it he's definitely going to get an oscar nomination in uh, in the next award ceremony uh but yeah when when they got those little moments like like what you're saying that's where it's strong because it gets the actors that have a bit of fun, loosen up and sort of be characters. You know, basically when they're not given much dialogue, I would say is when is yeah. where they shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking during... of dialogue, <laughs> just going back to the problems, I'm assuming you have written down um, the use of mental, <laughs> Matt. Uh, I, 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 I didn't have it written down, but it's something that came across a lot. There is a lot of very questionable uh, dialogue with, with regards to, well, learning disabilities, let's say. Yeah. 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 Again, you know, not to excuse it, but I suppose it's, you know... It's it was something that was a lot more thing. common, wasn't yeah. it? At the... Yeah. I, I did, you know, obviously I didn't like it, but at one point it's, um, he's a mental, which... <laughs> kind of liked it as a um in in that format just at how ridiculous that sounds <laughs> maybe that's how i'll introduce myself in the future yeah i, oh, I, I always felt I, that. I thought for him though that that meant that he just thought they had a screw loose rather than it being any you know particular jai but so maybe i'm wrong but are we are we defi- <laughs> are we define what are we defining as screw loose though <laughs> eccentric yes okay. e- eccentric that's what i meant there. <laughs> not clinically mentally <laughs> not a clinical screw loose no, okay. no. I, 
again, I'm, I'm just going to be, be trading over old ground, but I could like, I could have bought that if it was just like Sheriff Hank was the only person saying it and he was you know, this grumpy, uh, you know, put upon Sheriff out of his depth, not wanting to, you know, not wanting to deal with this shit. It's outside of his jurisdiction sort of thing. But then like other characters also start saying it. It's like, you can tell this is this is one voice and that no one's grabbed the writer and gone, you know, not everyone talks like that. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, it's 23 years ago and unfortunately, you know, it's only recently that things like that have started to change. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, that we that we look at language in the way that it's the way that it's used. So I think it's I also I, I will acknowledge that if if I was on that trip and someone was like, I'm gonna get in the water with the croc because I worship them, I don't think I'd be going, All right, yeah, sounds reasonable. Like probably would use nicer language, but yeah, I don't think I'd be thinking that was a rational person. Well, I think the uh, the police officer that tried to talk him out of it did use more reasonable language than that. So. <laughs> yeah. Was that the unnamed character that got his head bitten off? Uh, no, that was the uh, the only other female character on the expedition. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who, oh, yeah, she... Oh, no, but, yeah. Large, she... wonderful boobies, I think she was described as. Yeah, and then she, she was the one who offered him sex if he didn't get in the water, right? Yes. Because when she first appeared, I, <laughs> we were messaging her as we watched it and I was like oh my god is that is that a female character with some substance and then like a scene later I was like no no I retract I was wrong yeah again that's that's changed a lot in 23 years we do certainly uh get women written well I don't, I don't think they are written as well as they should be to be fair uh, there's still a lot of uh unpractical wear being being used uh, things are certainly better though which we, we appreciate and uh, I'm going to stop ragging on the film for, for being a product of its time Yeah. Uh, although I think it's probably a product of years before its time still uh, because people are just going to get bored listening to that <laughs> just us complain about why it's not woke enough so I'm going to say some two other things I really liked about it the scenery which kind of exists regardless of the film is beautiful location wise it's really good yeah and and i think with it being a lake as well and they talk about how crocs can't get in there it does give a little bit of a spookier mysterious edge to it which which is good and also they made the choice at the end of the film to save the cow which i thought was lovely <laughs> i i also loved um the bear versus croc because like, i mean that's that's awesome no matter how old i am but had i watched it as a child that would have blown my mind um it was very deadliest warrior i loved it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's again yeah it shows you know the, the croc's dangerous than it when it's I, I was, taking out a fucking bear yeah, i was saying that was one of those moments where they leaned into the fun of it you know um it didn't feel, oddly didn't feel like they were trying too hard in that moment like the characters and dialogue maybe but yeah that was that was fun and that it's a monster movie that's the kind of shit you want yeah well that was your um that was your chief brody moment that that's where it sort of all all happened you know yeah it comes out of nowhere it is sort of a jump scare that at that point that is obviously a cgi croc and yeah i 
like I say, it hasn't aged amazingly, um, but it still looks really good. Yeah. Um, those are two completely different points of view. It <laughs> hasn't aged well, but it looks great. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're saying. They, they can't. As a scene, as a scene, it works, but the CGI itself is just is just a touch ropey. But I like something that you get with like Jaws as well is that when, if you like thrash the water around a bit, just sort of hides the seams a little, and you can, uh, you know, covers up some of the CGI a bit. But for me, like I said before, the things that work are the mon- are the monster stuff. But it also, I think it does a really good job of anytime anyone's in the water, especially before you see see the crocodile, it adds enough tension that you do you are sat there going right get out of the water you need to get out of the water you know and they i think they try probably a little bit too hard to um um replicate jaws in so much as they don't show much crocodile early doors and i know that they don't need to do that but um i think they should have had more confidence in the puppet that they had because it looked amazing Puppet, I suppose that's right, isn't it? The practical effect that they that they have. Um, the guy, yeah, I think the... the guy controlling it had really good breath control underwater. Yeah, there are there are some things about this that um, that I thought was, it was interesting to have it different in that they capture the monster. Um, I know we get into what I know we go into the world's end, and this is spoilers, but they they do effectively capture it and we do get the sort of oh look there's another one sort of jump scare kind of thing um but i i, I find it very interesting that they they went in that direction um yeah it was it was quite interesting with the uh sort of that that dilemma at the end of whether to shoot the the croc or not i thought it was quite a it was it was an interesting touch uh, the only thing that I would say is that they capture it in just the stupidest way. <laughs> they, yeah. they trap it inside a helicopter. Well, they don't technically trap it inside. It it gets trapped in a helicopter. Yeah. I think that wasn't that wasn't the actual idea. <laughs> I would have loved to see the diagram if it was. The only other thing that I've got to pick it out, pick at it is, and it's a really small thing, is that 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 none of the cast. Um, got got taken out everybody's fine in the end yeah. um barely even injured yeah Which that's... really they made a mistake making them so unlikable didn't they really <laughs> yeah well I, you would have thought one of them would have gone um i was expecting yeah, there is a body count in there yeah it's yeah. not very high though is not it high two? two or three pretty yeah. pretty grim deaths though i'd say like Good effort on that front. Yeah, they make the most of them. Certainly yeah. the first kill where they yeah. tears a dude in half. Yeah. I was just going to say what you were saying, Mark, about um, the bits when people are in the water. When the boat gets flipped, I actually I thought that was a pretty good tension building. Um, and even though it is just, you know, copying Jaws, I think if you are going to have a monster in the water that that is the scary part like you know not knowing where it is and when it when you're near it um so i think in a way that's the only choice to go with but 
in my opinion. Right. Well, I reckon that's that's a good place to leave it then. And uh, let, let's let's get into some thoughts. Unless anyone else has anything. Uh, no, I was going to mention that it spawned five sequels. Um, <laughs> no, it didn't. So, Betty White again, feeding all the little baby crocs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The post credits were great. All the credits, not post credits. Um, you, and you see them driving the croc away, and then Betty White feeding feeding the babies. Yeah, they, they they made sure they knew where the bread was buttered on that one, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, the shame of it is that despite the fact that I've said five sequels, it's never had a proper sequel, really. You know, like a, a proper release. proper big budget sequel. Because most of these sequels are all sci-fi movies. Um, so the CGI is, you know, even worse. Um, because I've seen Lake Placid two and possibly three, and like I say, it's just you know, there are better crocodile movies out there, that's for sure. And I think I think they've they've also done Lake Placid versus Anaconda. So now it's not even a crocodile, it's just called Lake Placid. Um and the newest one that they did was it is a prequel, so it explains how that crocodile ends up in well, the only thing—the only other thing I think that we haven't mentioned—is the fact that it's called Lake Placid and it's not set in Lake Placid. Yes, <laughs> that was a good good detail. That was the biggest plot twist of the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't in Lake Placid. So yeah, no, it does have um, it does have five sequels. But like I say, they're sort of um, eh, not good, not good. All right, so. Before uh, before we give our thoughts, uh, I will I'll just go through the the internet's verdict. So IMDb gives it a five point seven, uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics forty seven and audience thirty seven, uh, Metacritic thirty four and a two point seven on Letterboxd. So it's pretty pretty low. So I'll. I'll Throw to you then, Mark. What are you? What verdict are you going to give it? Uh, to, to me, to me, the monster stuff's enough to make it a creative psychopath. Wow, he's, he's skipped skipped you that spooky as well. You know, I, I, I've al- I've always liked this film, and I, I, I picked at it for the for for, the, for this, but I um, I really like the monster stuff, and um, it it works enough for me to give it a creative psychopath. So um, if you like monster movies, this is a good monster movie, I think. Okay. Rather. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's hear from you then, Tia. What are you saying? I want to split my rating. I want to give it the film a shit, but Betty White in the film, a creative psychopath. <laughs> I feel like that's cheating, but if I had to pick one, I'm going for shit. I will say, had I watched it when I was younger, I'm sure I would have loved it and carried that nostalgia with me. But I didn't. Um, so, yeah, it's just just too problematic for me. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm also going to say shit. But there are the bones there of a good movie uh, with, like, the monster stuff that Mark's saying doesn't 
it doesn't absolve the the problems for me that it does for Mark, but it needs it just needs a different director and writer, really, just to tighten it, just it up. It needs and to be completely redone. <laughs> but no, just just punched up. You yeah, know, no, by, you're, you're by right. better people. I uh, feel, it feels a bit like a first draft. Yeah, but but saying that, I think if it did get a punch up, it wouldn't be anywhere near as enjoyable. Yeah, because it's one of those where you can really just revel in in the garbage and just watch it with someone and yeah, we have slate fun it watching and it, complain about it. You know, it's a shit film, but it's not a shit experience. That is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. I, I think I'm gonna. I feel like I need to defend myself a bit, a bit more. Than I, maybe I shouldn't, but I do have nostalgia for this. I saw it in the cinema when it came out in '99, so you know, I guess it's always had a place for me. And it wasn't until watching it this time that I realised there was a lot of character issues. But I don't watch monster movies for the characters. I watch them for the monsters. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> well. Yeah, I think we'll we'll so we'll settle. We've all said our, our bits. I think we, I think we all kind of feel similar about it. So I think I think we're all good. <laughs> Friendship isn't destroyed. No, no, it's not quite as heinous as swearing at me in the university. But... <laughs> I wish I hadn't brought that up. <laughs> but for me, it's a really it's one of my favourite memories because it's when I met you. So. <laughs> I I have a friend who's um he's married and his current wife when I first met her many years ago probably when I was 20ish or something like that they left me alone with her and I'd never met her before and she distinctly always brings it up that when it, I was sat on my own I just turned to her and said so who the fuck are you <laughs> That's fantastic <laughs> And uh yeah we well, we've been friends ever since so sometimes this is the thing. These things will make or break with, with people. Exactly. There you go, kids. Swearing. Swearing <laughs> either cool or not cool. It's one of the two. So let's, uh, let's move on to the, uh, to the other slice of bread then. Okay. So we're doing a monster movie and we're doing a classic creature feature that we've spoken about so far. And there are lots of animals that have been made into creature features and we're just going to talk about what animals we think we should see again in a film or what animal needs a creature feature making. So it, does anyone want to kick us off with an opening gambit? Well, I know, I know what I want, but I don't want to steal tears because we gave her it last minute. So, um... oh, right. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Um, just the first animal that comes to mind, and you'll have to tell me, Matt, if this is already one, but platypus, because they are already the most fucked up creature <laughs> you can imagine. So they are they are the Frankenstein's monster of creatures. They are all wrong. They're adorable, but they're all wrong. They have so many different animals going on. You know, in my night spent agonising over what animals have and haven't got to films and, and the like. Platypus never even came into my head, so oh, I can't go. think of one. Uh, there is a film called Platypus, uh, mm. a short film from 2017, 
Mm-hmm. Well, so maybe. it doesn't appear to actually feature any platter platter pie. <laughs> uh, and of course, there is there is Perry the platypus from Disney Channel favorite Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Did someone say but, plate of pie? Well, that's, is it? Is that what the platypus does to you? Um. So, is it? I, like my brain's gone a bit blank. Is it? Um. Is it called sonar? Um. That whales have. Is that the right word? But like the echolocation. Yes, sort of thing. that. Yeah. So they, so they have that. They um. They have webbed feet, but obviously duck bills, which is just bizarre. I think it's the females have venom. Um. And there's something else weird about them. They're, yeah, they're just, they're they're, just... They lay eggs, but they're mammals. Yeah, and they've got like a beaver tail. It's a, a weird. But yeah, I reckon like the venom stuff and and the uh, echolocation, you could have some um, you could have some fun with that if it was like a, a giant platypus. Um, yeah, okay. I, thought, I suppose they've not really, you know, whether it would look menacing with its duck bill is another, another question, but... <laughs> um, well, you have to zhuzh it up, you know, give it a virus yeah. or something, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe the storyline could be that it's a Frankenstein's monster. Um, but the, the untold history of the platypus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking black and white, proper, you know, old school laboratory lightning storm oh, situation just... going. I'd, I'd watch this. I'd watch the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Well, I'll add it to my script list. Yes, please do. <laughs> yeah, well, so I, I will, as I alluded to earlier, I spent all night thinking about this, and it's like every animal that I was, I was thinking of. I saw sharks. They've done. They've done dogs. They've done sheep. But just every animal, mm-hmm. and then it hit me late at night. I thought, fucking dolphins, perfect. Because like they're clever. You know, they're sort of the mammals, but they're on land in water, so you kind of got that. And, you know, maybe the movie comes out, you know, the, the animals, that the dolphins are actually much smarter than we gave them credit for and start to attack people. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, that's a great one. I went to bed, I was content, and I woke <laughs> I know where up, this is going. and I went, oh, yeah, The Simpsons did that, didn't they? I was, was going to say it. it I was, was going to say it was a Simpsons episode. <laughs> it was when it relaunched um, from... What did it used to be on? It changed channels. It would go from like Channel 4 to BBC 2 or vice versa. Like, yeah, and it, I think, yeah, I think it was 2 to 4 and that was that was one of the relaunch episodes and yeah, um, <laughs> I bet you were so pleased with yourself. I was, yeah, I was pleased as punch. I slept easy. I thought this is going to be a good one. And then I was just, I was so sad <laughs> when I remembered. It was like, uh, see, it's not only is it just a Simpsons did it, it's also a South Park did it. Oh, no. you know, I've, I've like animation sectioned myself. <laughs> this is like, and here's another memory. So years. then, yeah, I basically just got very lazy and went, penguins, there's fucking loads of them, do it. They just bombard people and get mad. There you go, penguins, done. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. You could, the, uh, the, Landscape would be pretty chilly. It's basically the thing, but instead of one mystical thing, <laughs> it's just an army of penguins. Can the uh, can the penguins be wearing the hat from the thing, the giant hat? One of them can. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> king king of the penguins. Now I'm sold. Yeah, why not? If there's loads of them. I don't want to be overrun by penguins. So what what did you go for, Mark? Well, when you said this to me, I um, put very little effort into trying to figure out which animals don't have one because I went straight for hippos. Um, and I'm sure there probably is one, but, you know, we're turning board games into movies. I really thought Hungry Hungry Hippos <laughs> would make a great horror movie. There, there is a, uh, a robot chicken sketch where they did uh, the Hungry Hungry Hippos movie. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but they, huh. they, it wasn't a horror film. They were street cops because they were, <laughs> they were hungry for justice. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's, that's, nearly, that's nearly as good. But yeah, because apparently hippos are really fucking dangerous anyway. They are terrifying. We, um, when we were in Africa for our honeymoon, we um, kayaked down the Zambezi River, which I realise makes me sound so fucking pretentious, and I'm sorry. But um, yeah, I was absolutely petrified of them. They're really territorial. Um, they will fucking kill you. I think they, I can't remember the statistic, but death rate from hippos is pretty high yeah i think they, i think that they kill more than any other mammal in africa yeah that's it uh, they're still rocky uh, numbers when it compares to mosquitoes <laughs> but oh, uh yeah that they, they, they what they could move 15 miles an hour in water 30 miles an hour on land mm. the and, skin's uh, like an, an inch thick and is is bulletproof for most guns yeah so yeah then um, Give me some killer hippos, I yeah. think, and judge them up even if you want to, because I mean they sound like pretty, they're pretty hardcore anyway. But judge them up. Yeah, yeah don't you're not going to take much to uh, to do it either. Give them right. some kind of hat. <laughs> that's that's how we're that's how we're making all our animals scary. <laughs> Give them a hat. That's what Lake Placid was missing. The only other one I'd like to see is. Um, uh, no, sorry, I forgot the name of the animal. Uh, stepped on you talking there, Tia. Sorry. No, no, no. I've been doing it the whole time. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Is that is it some kind of beaver? That's that's not a beaver. Are you thinking of a capybara? I would watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, because that oh, that's another great answer, isn't it? Really? No, it's it's an animal that's really small, but it. It's fucking kick ass. Oh. I'm sure it's some kind of beaver. Or cat. It's really interesting, isn't it? <laughs> I think you could, I think that's the title of the film though, isn't it? Some kind of beaver. I think that's it's pulled me in already. No, it's some kind of badger, that's it. Um, honey badger. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Honey badger. Yeah, they are. They are pretty um it's it it's funny if you watch videos of honey badgers they take on everything yeah they really aren't asked yeah. and they often come out on top of it um so yeah give me some killer honey badgers as well i'll take those Any, anything beginning with paint that's that's where your jam is it's just do wind in the willows but <laughs> nasty well we're getting winnie the pooh so i feel like you know the arena's open for these things well, we will definitely have to cover that, I think. Well, I reckon then that about sums us up. Do you have any comments from 
the social medias for Lake Placid? No. No. Oh, rude. Gonna say you're better horse to this than we are. <laughs> I just listen every week. It's the highlight of my week. So you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody well, downloads it. I didn't know it was you. I thought it was me. So, no. uh, right. Well, I remember last time that you were on, uh, because I listened to it, this this didn't work properly. So we'll give you a chance of redemption tier. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Well, yes, thank you for asking. I have my own podcast with my co-host Hannah. It's a mental health podcast called Island Minds, available on all major streaming platforms and social medias. Um, we haven't updated in a while because we're both feeling pretty shit on the mental health front. And we're very open about the fact that we'll only record when we're feeling up to it. But there are a lot of episodes uh, to catch up on. So, yeah. Yep, and... If you fancy it, give it a go. It's, it's, um, it's basically just trying to normalise conversations around mental health and give people a platform to talk about their, their experience. And I can say as someone who's, who's lucky enough not to, to, to suffer with mental health, it, it helps for people like like myself as well, just to be better friends and I don't want to use the word ally because it feels somewhat wrong, but just helps you to be better help to people that do as well. Uh, just be more supportive and more aware. Thanks. So it, it's it's something for everyone in it. There's a great episode with a guy called Mark as well, so check that one out if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to hear me talk about things that aren't horror movies, um, yeah, go ahead and it is an excellent podcast though. Like Matthew says, the what they talk about on there is so useful for getting more information about something that we need more information about, um, and the hosts are lovely. So yeah, go go mental on now. Put a oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're a mental, it's good for Please you. Keep that in. That's really your tagline. That's, you nailed it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I will put a, I will put your links in uh, the whatever show notes. There you go. Great. Thank you. Um, and um, thank thanks for letting me correct that, Matt, because uh, I did not hear the end of that. Yeah, I, well, I think in between you recording and the episode going out, I think you text me about it twice. So <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> Today we spell redemption R O N. Sorry, it's not a horror movie, but I've got to get an Anchorman quote in wherever I can. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to find us, though, we are on Creative Psychopaths wherever you get your social medias. And. Yeah, there's, there's even a link tree as well where you can find us personally too if you want to come and tell us how wrong we are or how right we are about Lake Placid. We did both. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, right. Lovely. I'm going to end on that aggressive tone. <laughs> <laughs> That's it then. Bye. All right. See you later. Fare thee well. <laughs>